we're through the looking glass here, people. White is black. And black is white. 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 Black is Antonio Montana. And you? What you call yourself? Where'd you learn to speak the English, Tony? Uh, in a school. And my father, he was uh, from the United States. Yeah, just like you, you know. He was a Yankee. Uh, he used to take me a lot to the movies, you know. I learned. I watched the guys like uh, Humphrey Bogart, James Cagney. They, they teach me to talk. I like those guys. I always know one day I'm coming here, United States. Motherfucking Heather. <sighs> Sorry, I'm uh, just feeling a little superior tonight. Seven schools and seven states, and the only thing different is my locker combination. Reject the basic assumption of civilization, especially the importance of material possession. Oh, what's in the box? Not taking, give me the what's gun. in the fucking box? Give me the gun. You just told you. You lied! Liar! Shut up! Mankind's basic drive for survival that somehow shouts, No! I will not die today! 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 You will bow down before me! Both you! And then one day, your ass! Your ass! Your ass! find her! That's what he does! That's all he does! You can't stop him! He'll wait for you, reach down her throat, and pull her fucking heart out! Duck! You ever seen a human heart? It looks like a fist wrapped in blood. Go fuck yourself, you writer, you liar. All right, what I need is a big fat magic marker. You got it? A magic marker. A, a felt pen. A fucking black magic marker. 315 train to Windricksville. It's a freight. It's an abandoned church on top of Jay Mountain. It's a pump in the back, so you don't have to worry about water. Get a week's supply of food as soon as you get there this morning before the story gets out. 
And then don't so much as stick your noses out the door, am I clear? Now, whose man are you? We speak English in this country, whose man are you? You see this knife? I'm gonna teach you to speak English with this fucking knife! Whose man are you? Whose man are you? No. Not now. Not ever. Every bomb, every bullet, every weapon I have down to my own eye teeth to end you. I swear it! I'm coming for all of you! My younger son was forced to leave this country because of this Sonoso business. All right, I have to make arrangements to bring him back here safely. Clear of all these false charges. But I'm a superstitious man. And if some unlucky accident should befall him, if he should get shot in the head by a police officer, or if he should hang himself in his jail cell, or if he's struck by a bolt of lightning, then I'm going to blame some of the people in this room. And that I do not forgive. And that I do not forgive. Love you, brother. And uh, if you weren't my uh, my blood, I might have to take you out back and show you a little scene from Deliverance. <laughs> we like a pig. Oh, that's not right. That ain't right. No, that's no, why I no. said it. What's going on, everybody? Hello, welcome back. Uh, thank you for tuning in and listening. I'm Wes. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh I, no, it's okay. Uh, it felt like a cue. Well, it is a cue, so, so, you know, so let's pretend we didn't do that and start again. Uh, so, hello everybody, I'm Wes. And I'm old boy. See, that was like it never happened. And uh, we're here to talk to you. About movies and TV. About movies and TV. And we got uh, we got a couple of things to say to you today. Um, it's been a while, 
Uh, I'm not even going to go into apologizing for the fact that we haven't gotten the Godfather episodes or any of the other ones out there yet because you're probably sick of my apologies if you're listening. The one listener out there or two or three or or one. What's up, Pascal? (laughs) We discussed this in detail. Those are coming out, but it's very important we keep in touch with you, we felt. So we're we're here to keep in touch with you. I mean, that's right. Yeah, yeah, man. This is what we want to do. Yeah, we want to talk, and because things are going on, old boy, what'd you think of the Justice League trailer? Just throwing it out. It's, it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it really is. I mean, every, every little scene in the, in the whole trailer is it just perfect. What I was don't... your favorite part of the trailer? <laughs> Probably the Flash and uh, the Flash is and the Batman best. Is throwing the Flash the... not the best part? Of... Yeah, yeah, that sequence of the Batman throwing the the Batman, you know, whatever he the you know. What well, the, the, the good part about the bat boomerang, or the hell, like, what is, what, it's like a bat. It's like a really dangerous. You get hit with that, you're fucked. It's like a really dangerous uh, paperweight. Yeah, <laughs> with razor sharp edges that he throws at people. I mean, whatever that thing is, I don't know. You don't want to get hit with it. You definitely don't want to get hit with it. And uh, and the Flash just looks at it like what? I mean, that was taken from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, really, right? So. Right with Toby Maguire, okay. the guy's throwing the punch at him, and he's looking at the guy's arm as the guy. Oh, how in. fast it's go! Oh, right, he's so quick now, so, so it looks slow to him. And I, I don't, but he is the Flash. But he's the this guy. So it's the even Flash. slower. So I mean, it's, it's like traveling. Slower. Yeah, right. And he literally like picks it out, and he's just like, it's fucking awesome. Right. He just backs out of the way of it. He watches it pass by him. I don't even think he catches it. I don't. <laughs> well, he did. Does I, he catch I, it? Yeah, because that's when Bruce Wayne says, "You're fast." Okay, you're fast. I something. guess so. Yeah. yeah, when Bruce Wayne, right, Ben right. Affleck, who who we agree did a fucking great job, man. Yeah, he's he's definitely kicking ass as Batman. No disrespect to Bale. Bale did a, a fucking amazing job in, in the three in the three films. Yep. Uh Overacted a bit in the second one, but uh, he was up against Heath and what can I'm he Batman. do? Yeah, it's just a little bit like. Uh, just a little crazy with the voice but honestly he gave it he always gives it up Bale he's been doing this for a while he well started... how about how they showed us the voice though in the new one it's like a mechanical device I that's love connected. the mechanical yeah. I just love the way they did yeah. that and I thought that Christopher Nolan might be like fuck shit yeah <laughs> I should have done that <laughs> that's what I thought yeah well everything with Nolan is super realistic so yeah it is and it was Maybe and he does, he I don't know that Bale anything he Bale probably wouldn't have won what did you say he doesn't like feed you anything like you know he no, he, he just doesn't. gives you what he's thinking and you got to interpret it you know yeah, like right. he's not looking to cover every base comic books do like when because you, you're seeing images on every page so that's what Zack Snyder does you know especially we were just talking recently yeah how those shells that that Batman used to shoot at Superman how come Superman didn't see them whatever but if you look when he puts them on the oh, table right. it has the uh the periodic table of elements <laughs> letters that lead. for for lead you know <laughs> so it's in case so, they're yeah. encased in it's lead like everything Superman is covered everything's covered yeah. you know the people that slammed Batman versus Superman they're not looking ahead realizing it's the beginning of a saga really yeah, yeah. and and we're gonna get our own batman movie directed by ben affleck right oh that's so exciting I'm, oh i'm psyched that, for that that i he's a fantastic director say and, what you want about this guy oh yeah no knock him if you need to i i was he's skeptical when fucking i first awesome heard it as a filmmaker. But, but you can't knock his filmmaking ability no, and no. then after seeing him in batman versus superman dude the director's cut 
get out there, people. See the direct. This was great. Yeah, it's great. It was fucking great. It's great. They, I mean, he poured his heart and soul in that Snyder and and Affleck and uh, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, and she was a fantastic Wonder Woman. And I gotta say that theme song for her is rocking, dude. I love that. It's commanding. It, it, it just uh, isn't it. It fires you up. You're like, holy shit, what the fuck? And then boom, there she is. <laughs> you're like, it's like this, yeah, like this crazy, like awesome yeah. music. You know, there's trouble there. Like yeah. you just know, like she's hairy. You know. Uh, that brings me to the Wonder Woman trail. You know what? You're not usually like this over any kind of superhero stuff. I gotta like, say, I'm, I'm really looking at you and I'm, I'm like, this digging, guy's being a geek. I'm digging this yeah. DC stuff. You're geeking I, the out, Marvel baby. stuff I wasn't huge on. I know. You know, you're seeing basically Robert Downey Jr. act for about what a fourth of the movie. The rest of the time, you're seeing a very a, sh- a sharp close up on his eye, a sharp close up on his eyes, a very tight cl- tight close up on his eyes. Uh, with some lights shining, like reflecting backlight off of him. And he's supposed to be in the Iron Man suit. But it, you're not watching him act. You're just watching him talk. I mean, right. it's not, you know, I don't know. You can't it, deny, though, Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie was... It blew my mind. It, it was done so well. It was, it's so well. and it was... Yeah. And obviously, he is just climbing the rank. What was the last thing I heard he the was going to do? He's doing the Lion King now. The f- he's doing the... Lion who knows what he's going to do because he did an amazing job with the jungle and that's live yeah. action you said yeah so we're talking a live action lion king something like what he did with jungle book yeah so so cgi animals and that look real that look real yeah, and see. it's all lot it's a live action setting right wow yeah he's he's Lion King brought t- tears to my eyes when I first watched it with my sister. I remember you fairy right upstairs. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I gotta say, I was like, fine, I'll watch dude, this. Yeah, sure. Next thing I know, I'm bawling. I'm like, dude, the father just dies like that. Like, and then there's evil uncle, and then you know, I mean, great story. Lion King was rock and roll, man. I never saw it. I'm sorry, people. That we have we're having some kind of an uh, uh, interruption or, or problems with the equipment here. No, no problem. I never saw the Lion King. Is that true? I swear, I've never seen it. Old boy, I swear, I've never seen the Lion King. Well, I believe you. Yeah, I'm just really disgusted I'm and sorry. upset. Well, I'm not disgusted. I'm sorry for you. Why haven't you seen well, this? Well, I mean, I did. I saw like Aladdin uh, and Beauty and the Beast. No. No. But I've never seen The Lion King. Aladdin. Everything else after that, I really didn't watch. Uh, This is your animation issue. I fall asleep. You don't like them. It's not real. Old boy doesn't like... Cartoons? What? Cartoons? No, animated film. Renaissance. Daniel Craig. Black and white. French film. I, I know the film you're talking about. I know you know because I, I keep I always talk about it. No, but it. I did. I, I actually remember seeing some of that film. So, I mean, what I was did. Your, you I fell asleep. It's <laughs> just that if it, they're not real people, for some reason, I fall asleep. You fell asleep. Or, speaking of falling asleep, how about these new, there's these new chairs in the movie theaters everywhere. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't. This I wouldn't know. I don't they're know the they're like theaters. gigantic lazy boy recliners. Now you put me in a dark place in a lazy boy recliner, I'm gonna fall asleep. 
You're killing me. I mean, I'm one step away from fucking getting Adderall and just trying to fucking jack myself up so just I can so stay awake in the movie the theater. Movie, right? It's too comfortable. <laughs> Jesus, I'm, I'm walking in there with a quilt now. I got a little blanket with me. And why? Shit. Are they great? Is it good? It's insane, dude. It's like sitting in your lazy boy at home, except it has an electronic button that no, changes the position. I swear bullshit. to God. I swear well, to like God. like a car seat? It, you basically press this little button that's by your right hand thumb okay. on the edge of the thing, right. and it puts you in a lying down position. No, completely lying Come down. On. And when you're lying down, there's still enough space in front of you to, for someone to walk by you. Oh, that's fantastic! To walk to by walk you. by you to without up, even bothering you. You don't have to move your chair back to let them go to the bathroom. They, all they there's gotta do is duck. Room. All right. they gotta do is duck a bit, and that's right. it. Right. No, like just a bit too, because it's all elevated. Each each row is elevated. There's a lot less chairs in the movie theater now. Well, it should be. That's the way yeah, it should be. For comfort. Stop yeah. packing it in like it's a fucking airplane, Well, man. except you IMAX. Know? IMAX now has a different kind of a different kind of chair. It's like a Lazy Boy chair that doesn't recline because they Why? show a lot of 3D films in there. And if you were lying back, I don't know if it would be the same like view of the screen. Sometimes when you turn on an IMAX screen, you lose... You you it it kind of fragments like it it not fragments you'll see like double image. Will it's, you? Yeah, on well, only IMAX on the one? yeah only on the IMAX one. If you don't look at it head on, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. You kind of see like a little like is this when you're watching image. a three D movie? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. So is it almost like the three D doesn't work unless you're sitting right there? Yeah, but oh, the 3D in the IMAX what? is so bright and I've beautiful. I picked up on this actually, but there's not... two cameras. You, yeah, you've seen it, right? I, I mean, have. there's two cameras. Yeah, and I remember um, we saw what did we see? Uh, Avatar. So, and, oh yeah, oh man, that was amazing, Daddy. That was the in best. an IMAX 3D Avatar. Was. Can we agree that that's the best 3D the, movie? The best, yeah, the best 3D movie you'll ever see. What are we talking IMAX. now? We're still sitting. Now it's what. 10 years later. Is when it, did it come out? No, is it really? I have no idea. I think it's about seven years old. Let me go to, yeah, it's gonna, about go seven to, years. You think seven? Yeah, right, but yes, you're right. As far as 3D films go. You agree with that. We, we've discussed that yeah, before. Yeah, there's nothing. And I'm a big I'm a big promoter of 3D television. I watch 3D television at home. Well, we're going to get to that in a second, if you don't mind. I have actually a question for you. On sure. That. But mm-hmm. um, let's check on Avatar first, just to... Just to and he's making oh, four well, sequels. Is that what it is now? Four. What is he gonna do? I mean, like we're each gonna be sitting on like some living creature while we watch the movie. So Avatar <laughs> is two thousand and nine. I don't know. Shit. Yeah, it's two thousand nine. Wow. So we're coming up on ten years. It. Well, so no, no. I mean, on April. Isn't it twenty seventeen? So this is what I heard. Yeah. Oh, this is what I'm reading. On Wikipedia, yeah. Uh, on April fourteenth, twenty sixteen, Cameron confirmed that there are now plans for four. That's what I four said. Four sequels. sequels. Avatar two is scheduled for release in December twenty eighteen. Holy jeez! So two years away before the first sequel. So nine years after the original, the second one will come out. Gee, I'm gonna what? be like seventy going to see. Well, yeah. His last, the last Avatar, I'll be in my the last 50s Avatar. By the time it's done, like, oh my but god, I'll get senior one, pricing. First one rocked my face off, except it was stolen from uh, Dances with Wolves, which I told you at the time, and we had a big old which is, argument about wait, it. Wait, is stolen from Dances with Wolves? Dances with Wolves stole Pocahontas. 
So then he stole Pocahontas. Oh, come on, everybody's stealing from everybody. Who it's who does this it best? This was a blatant ripoff. Everything is like, a blatant ripoff. All right, well, fine. Yeah. Come on. Anyway, so it's this just is, how you do it. Go well, ahead. nobody does it like Cameron. You got to give it to Cameron. And Avatar Two is scheduled for release December eighteen, with the sequels following. This is uh, this is as of today. One year at a time. Uh, two years. Oh, so Jesus. except for the last two. So you've got December twenty twenty for Avatar Three. December twenty twenty two. Oh, forget for Avatar Four, and if- then. 2023 for Avatar 5. Here's my feeling. Yes. Okay. Too much. But I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, what does about he have yet. planned? I mean, yeah, he's what got could something... he possibly have? I, you know I what mean... it seems like he's doing with this? It's it's basically what, what they're doing with Netflix, you know, when they're making these series that go on. He's like, fuck he's it, why can't I make a, a movie that goes yeah. on yeah. as a series? This shit could be amazing. I mean, think about the possibilities of Very what he's going to do with this. And Very this, true. So... Old boy said it here. All right. This is the future like of the that. theater. You think An that he's an ongoing saga that's just mind blowing. He's in court. James Cameron. Right. right. Taking that long format storytelling approach and applying it to the movie theater. Not a bad idea. Hey man. Hey. And then if anybody could do it, it's this if fucking anybody guy. Could, and never count them out. Uh, I wasn't counting them out. Not with this. Like, I remember the first trailer that came out, but um, and I remember how mind blowing that was, but uh. I remember the whole debacle of Titanic, and I remember how many hours it was supposed to come out a year or two before it, it was actually released, and, and, and people started to say, what's the point of this movie at this at, at this time? Because it's, it's late. There's obviously trouble, and on top of it, we all know how it ends. I remember Premiere Magazine saying that about this new titanic so stupid out. and we it's, know how it ends because the boat sinks so we know we know how it ends so what's the surprise oh, why are we why are we gonna wait you why know, what, watch anything what's, then what's the point of where and then it's released and you realize oh he's a storyteller <laughs> you're it's fucking ridiculous. idiot yeah anybody that's uh, i don't even want to get into any yeah, you critics some of you fucking critics dude anyway but they were wrong which well, was, in this day and age, everybody has a voice, so we're hearing everybody's review, including ours. Which very is true. I don't like to consider a review; it's just us talking about it. I very, mean, very. True. I'm not. I don't want to review anybody's work. I mean, uh, these people are doing it. You know what I'm saying? They're they are they're pouring out there everything, even if it's a shitty sweating. fucking movie. They still work to get it done, which and is, maybe next time they won't make a shitty fucking movie. Right, right. Who knows? This is how we started the show. Hey, man, celebration! It was a celebration <laughs> of because this is we were, not a shitty fucking podcast, motherfucker. It's not because we fucking mean this shit. We mean it. We're here. We're talking to you. All right, I don't want to curse anymore. I'm getting like you. Oh my! Oh. Did I do that? Yeah, see you see what happened? Well, I stopped cursing for. Two minutes, and then I burped. I'm sorry, people. So, you know we're not polished. You know how we do this. and uh, It's more fun. Is that going to change? No. So, deal with it. If but you really, want polished and you want something there's like... There's a ton of stuff Collider out there for and you, things man. like that. You yeah, know, go stuff to Collider. So yeah. Tune polished. into Collider's daily podcast. 
hey, very informative. At the same time, yeah, a lot not, of new stuff too. Not my uh, cup of tea. Would rather read the headlines. Listen, um, I like Starbucks. I wanted to bring this up to you quick because I just read it and uh, it applies to my next question for you, old yeah. boy. This is from Wikipedia again. Avatar was officially budgeted at two hundred and thirty-seven million dollars, and that's back in the mid two thousands, right? Two thousand six. Well, when he was yeah filming two thousand seven. Remember the production years? of that damn thing? Yeah. Well, they, two years from filming the beginning of the filming of it, but not right. before all that other stuff that he worked on. I don't know. I mean, I remember that the live capture part of it was done really early oh, and i heard that the live capture for avatar 2 is already done shut up that, and i heard that was done like a year ago i got it i mean i got i, I should really uh cite my uh my hold, reference hold on cameron's online too okay get him Hi. hello J J james hello this is james cameron <laughs> you bastard how are you yes i just wanted to tell you that uh i knew you guys were talking about Avatar, and I wanted to tell you that uh, yeah, it took about two and a half years of production from the time uh, before the uh, movie came out. So, did you already film the uh, the uh, motion caption? That's done. I did it about a year <laughs> and a half, two years ago. So that's done. <laughs> it's it's done. all done. All right. You're uh, amazing, man. Guys, I'm busy. All right. I mean, just read my Wikipedia page for fuck's sake. Just look <laughs> at Avatar. Just look at that, and you'll see that I got stuff to do. So. Sorry, I gotta go. Goodbye. Take care, James. That was great. So we talked to James Cameron today. That's the first, right? We talked to a big time director. You, were you were you blown away by our <laughs> contact? Were that you, is, were I, you were you blown away by that? Jesus, dude, Cameron, Cameron, oh. I mean, mind blowing. We talked to James Cameron, fucking Terminator. Amazing. Well, we didn't ask him anything. We should have asked I had him more. So many things to ask him. Uh, I was like totally starstruck. Didn't even know this guy was gonna call. What's going on? It's craziness. Jesus. All right. Well, so get, is, let's get back to the cast. Let me just tell you this thing here. The, we're uh, busy too, James. Yeah, we're busy too, buddy. Yeah, we know you're busy. He's good. Ooh. He's good. Don't say anything bad. I know. I think he's listening. Yeah. How the hell did he know we were talking about? It's not even live yet. He knows everything, dude. Other estimates put the cost between 280 to 310 million for production and 150 million for promotion. <laughs> okay, listen. Wow. That puts it at 450 million dollars, which makes sense for 4D experiences in select South Korean theaters. Oh, the shit. Stereoscopic filmmaking was touted as a breakthrough in cinematic technology. Have you ever heard that that was done before? 4D in select South Korean theaters. That's fucking awesome. Oh. Dude, this is a perfect... I didn't know that. Lead up to the next subject. So, <laughs> let's, uh, you know, hey, good for you, South Korea. Fuck yeah, I want to get the hell over there and see that. That's what else are you guys doing? That's awesome. Samsung, Jesus. Bro, Samsung. Samsung, baby. Yeah, oh, oh. Phone's blowing up, though. I, I heard that. That's unbelievable. Have the I, person on the plane. Yep. Yeah, did something happen to somebody? Somebody's on the plane, and, is, and I don't know if it was a he or a she. I just heard on the news a person's phone exploded or caught fire oh. in their pocket while they were on the plane oh bad samsung that's bad yeah but they had fucking 4d 3d 4d movie theaters when avatar came out that's dude. The, what's going on 2009 2009 what, 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 there was a 4d theater out there i'm not saying 4k i'm saying 4d 4D. i don't even understand that yeah okay i just saw my first 4d movie you saw over, a 4D movie over the summer, yeah, in what? Manhattan. They have a 4D theater now. Get the fuck but out of here! But it just—it was—it just opened. How did, I saw it, how did it look? 
Well, it's 4D. I mean, you're what sitting in mean? a chair. You're sitting in a chair that moves while you're watching the movie. And like, if there's wind, the fan turns on oh. and like stuff like that. Like it was, oh. it was fun for like 10 minutes. Oh, wait. And then I was like, is it like water getting thrown at you and you, shit? T- you did get water thrown at you. Yeah. <laughs> it was a real, there was a little hose that came up from between your legs on the, f- uh, yeah. And you're every lying. once in a while, it would go, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? But actually, it it's cooled ch- my yeah, it cooled my cayunes down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was getting hot and sweaty, and the chair's moving. I'm bouncing around. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It was X Men Apocalypse. Was it? Yeah. It, and like I said, ten minutes. Then everybody's looking at each other next to each other. Like, what the fuck? All right, really quick. How was X Men Apocalypse? I love X Men Apocalypse. Good. I'm sorry. I can't. You're bringing this up. Cool. I'm sorry. No, Je- it's good. It's good because Jennifer Lawrence. Good. That's not. Yeah. That, listen. That, there's a problem there. No, isn't no, that's there? not it. That's not, she's not, not into that. This is not. She's trapped. No, this isn't an, an she's acting piece money. of Jennifer Lawrence. No, it's not. No, this is a that's fucking a... X Men story, and it was t- takes place in the '80s, and it's and it's and it has a whole '80s vibe going on. The music's '80s. Everything is fucking cool. The fucking movie's awesome. Fuck whoever didn't fucking like it. Fuck whatever smear fucking campaign is on for this. This movie was awesome. Was it good? Yeah, because it's, it's really good. Sli- because um, it's fucking X Men Apocalypse. Of Future Past had all of that like momentum before I love it came Days out. Days of Future Past, fantastic. Brian oh my Singer. God. Did Brian Singer come back for the? Yes, Apocalypse this is too? his. Yeah. Yes, dude. It's a all right. I'll try. It. He loves try the X Men, dude. He loves he really the X Men. There's that first... a great scene where they there's an attack on the mansion. It is done amazing to sweet dream, sweet dreams. The oh, made of this? And, yes, and it's by Marilyn or by no, Arrhythmics? no, by the Arrhythmics. Oh, and it's wow, perfect! Oh. It's, the scene is perfect from beginning to end. Nothing like setting no. it to a good, a good piece. It starts of music, with the hummingbird, yeah. and the music comes on. It is, it's, oh, it's tops, man. I'm that's telling you, this is roll, man. I don't know what's going on out there. If it's not, if it's not the the Avengers, it's it's a bad movie. You know, I mean, this is like what we're we're feeling out there. This weird. Well, vibe, I don't like feel Disney, that. Yeah, Disney, Marvel, like because yeah, well, you that. should because DC's movies got panned. They're getting panned. No, but I mean, they're I, getting panned before before they're made. No, There's I a, just mean that I don't feel that they're better. I just I, oh uh, no, yeah, no, yeah. I know you don't even really like the Avengers. Movies. I'm not. You're not, not into that. that. I'm not. It's it's I'm it's not, super glossy. No. It's su- it's it super is. like it's fun. Yeah, but like, it's not my right. I, you know. Did you see Captain America Winter Soldier? Well, that's the only thing I'm interested in is the Captain America stories. I didn't see Winter Soldier and I didn't see Civil War and I want to. I love You should the, see Winter Soldier because the tension of it those. is Winter Soldier is a great piece of action cinema with like an edge and it's and definitely it, it's a standalone movie and you of all people would love the movie. I saw it's the really first, good. I saw the first one, uh, Captain America. Right, which actually I liked, felt like an old. It was great. It was, yeah, it was done very well. It was great. It was done very well. And remember, he played himself. Uh, oh, Evans that looked awesome. Oh, You're like a, a skinny, skinny little, little guy. Kid. Yeah, and it was great. Yeah. You were like, how did they get a kid that looked like this? And then you read it's about it later, yeah, yeah, and you're like, superimpose this. Spot. It's just, just crazy. Still, they're still blowing our minds, yeah, man. I yeah. mean, what are you doing? <laughs> Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Mac, get to the chopper. Billy, <laughs> what are you doing? Wash day tomorrow. <laughs> Nothing clean, right? <laughs> Nothing clean. Paxton. Right. Bill Paxton. Uh, Bill Paxton, baby. The Terminator. That's right. A little bit part. And next time I think I saw him was uh, Weird Science. Chet. Chet. 
Yeah. Awesome. How about a nice greasy pork sandwich I, served scene in a I dirty thought, ashtray? The scene I thought of exactly. It's it, right? <gasps> oh, he pukes, you die. You die. I was just, stop, stop. <laughs> No shit, Chet. No shit. No shit. <laughs> That's a great movie. Your, your brother's an asshole. <laughs> Chet's with an, an asshole. Like that. <laughs> you know he's an asshole. <laughs> oh, the classics. Facts, man. Let me tell you my story, man. <laughs> <laughs> Broke your heart in two. <laughs> Broke your heart. Broke more than your heart. Yeah, I know again. <laughs> <laughs> she, I called this woman. I was in love, devoted. I called her every night, every damn night on the telephone. Don't do what's it. This, what's this sucker <laughs> talking about on the telephone? He's just asking. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know there's a telephone. On the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> John Hughes. We love you. Rest in peace, brother. Okay, my next question for you, old boy, is... Old boy just upgraded his home theater. Uh, Am I jealous? No. (laughs) What's wrong? I'm just trying to calm down. I'm really not fucking jealous. Medic. (laughs) We're good. No, I'm good. I'm just... Listen. Yeah. Listen. Yeah, I'm fucking jealous, man. I mean, he went out, he got this uh, UHD uh, TV... Then he got the UHD Blu-ray player. Then he got a brand new Pioneer uh, UHD 4K compatible uh, receiver. And you should see the fucking speakers this guy's got. It's insane. These are top of the line. Seven. This is really. These are nice things you're saying about. Are you me. kidding, dude? Nice this things. is your. Thanks, this man. is your system, dude. Thanks, it's beautiful. Man. It's Thanks. been beautiful, but you, you, you went to 1080. I had to. The, my TV was no, 10 knew, years old. But, was, but well, that's it was ready to go. I know. It started it's, blacking out. It's crazy, but I just I remember when you got your first speaker. Oh yeah. And then uh, and you were doing it. I don't think you were I doing do it, it piece in pair. Piece by piece, man. Yeah, you piece were doing it piece by piece. Very expensive. He built his his system, and he got. He got. He's the guy. They got the thousand dollar per speaker speakers. <laughs> no, this is just, sh- old boys. Sh- that guy. No, not, not true. You don't know where he lives. Okay, you know. Good, thank God. And right. you never will. But I mean, <laughs> he did, and it's insane. And then he took me in his uh, in his theater, and he and he put on uh, Sin City, I guess, back uh, when it came out. Ten, yeah. it ten years, nine, eight, eight years ago. Right yeah. after the. It was. I think it was the. It was. The and we heard Mickey Rourke's saliva in oh his mouth. Oh my god! We heard him talking, and it was just nuts. This like, is blood for blood, and by the gallons. Uh, just the, awesome. The old days, your old nothing days, they're back. There's no choices left. I'm <laughs> ready for war. It's just so bad. Oh and it's, god! You just heard everything out of. I mean, yeah. Every oh nuance god. of his voice, and the highs, and the mids, and the lows. They're beautiful. Just sound. I mean, really. Yeah. What do you think of your uh, setup? Let's start at the let's start let's scratch. You got an SUHD Samsung 55 inch 4K UHD monitor, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Love it, it hate it. What do you think? I love it, but this is the problem. No. Wait, I, whoa, 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 whoa. No, I love it. There's okay. a, there's nothing scale as absolute 1 scale, to 10? Yeah, I need a 1 to 10. I would say in 9. Really? Yeah. Okay. One to ten. Yeah. You're saying it's a nine. I'd say it's a nine. And the receiver has the things. I found them in the back for the Atmos where it says height speakers, oh. which means they go up in the ceiling. So it says Atmos and then it says height. You got a fucking Pioneer Atmos amp? I'm just out of here. I think it's the t- 
top. Thanks, guys. Wait, Thanks wait, for I listening. The, Have a great one. No, Bye. seriously, listen to this. I think it's the top of the line or the bottom of the line of Pioneer Elite. Whatever the hell that means. That means you got an Atmos fucking receiver. Yeah, but there's dude. receivers from, from Pioneer that cost like fucking over 10 grand, bro. Oh, wow, dude. Wow. You know? it's just, I don't have that. Did you hook up that? I love watching the, the the 4K Blu-rays, or even even watching like I was watching something. Well, give us what you do. You want to talk about? What I want to ask you. The next thing is about the player. Let's tell the people what kind of player you got. What did you get? It's a Samsung. It's the only one out there. It's like four oh, four hundred oh, bucks, four hundred twenty-five bucks, or something like so that. So as of October 2016, yeah, there's one. You there's one. There's only one 4K Blu-ray player out there, right? Had, That's this guy. Right, right. It was a Samsung, str- dedicated Ultra HD Blu-ray player. It's a, it, it's a Samsung. It is yeah. a Samsung. Yeah, it's a Samsung. Also. Right, okay. So, and how do these, uh, how do the, how does the Blu-rays look? On? So I have four that, I, that I've looked at. I mean, I don't have, you know, they're not exactly cheap. But right, but I, what? But what about a Blu-ray? I mean, like, let's start. Regular with, Blu-rays look amazing. I, the, I haven't are had, they yeah, converted or uh, there is an upscaling inside okay. the player. Yeah, it does an upscaling. Do you notice a difference between what you used to see? I do know that I was very surprised and overjoyed that the Blu-rays look as good as they do because nice. I was afraid. Remember when? You got Blu-rays and you compared them to a DVD. Oh God, you looked at yeah. the DVD. You were like, "Jesus, this is shit compared to this." Yeah, I just lost that horrible my whole feeling. Yeah, yeah, that's just we've been through this. Now before. I have to fucking rebuild everything. Oh my God, yep. videotapes, laser discs, come on, DVDs, yeah, Blu-rays, and now 4K Blu-rays, and I'm, now the like, str- these uploads. You know, you can upload these um and stream whatever uh, files or whatever. Right. I guess they do have the ability to have an amazing high def picture, but I'm not sure it would ever be the same as the amount of information that's on a 4K disc. I, with, I don't know. I'm with you. And what do you think? I my what I've always heard was nothing's going to beat a physical disc. Right. But I guess that depends on. I guess that's because there's standards in a player and there are standards on a disc. And once you've got put that disc in that player, it's you know it. it it, it, it can't vary you know i remember they were saying that when blu-rays came out when you're looking at a 1080p picture from one blu-ray player and then another blu-ray pick player it, it one doesn't look better than the other oh but you but are you dealing with one tv you're dealing yeah okay so because t- it's the tvs that make the difference that's the massive difference yeah and, and they were saying so and since these guys are the only ones out there it makes me it makes me think that there's a chance we're not gonna see much H four K Blu ray activity. It's all going to go to some other type of format. Uh, you know, maybe not physical media. Exactly. You're not going to have this physical stuff anymore. I but, don't. That sucks. You know, it does suck. It I mean, does. yeah. Because I, I get upset because I go to the theater and I sit like the the uh, highest definition I've ever seen in a theater was um, the Hobbit, the last, the Five Armies, the last one, and it was in high, high fr- frame rate. Oh yeah, IMAX. 3D. How'd that look? It was insane. I mean, I've never seen a visual like this before. And it and and just seeing that film that large in front of you, that clear, it was just like very clear. Mind blowing. I clear. haven't seen a high frame rate yeah, yet. It's, I can't wait to see my first high frame rate yeah. movie. I, and I, I, I never expected when I saw that in the paper and it said High frame rate, IMAX 3D. I was like, holy shit. I got to see this. 
That's insane. Yeah. And I heard it's brighter anyway because it's high frame rate. You're getting double the amount of images, it's so insane. it's more light that's going through. So Forget you know, about 4K. That must be ridiculous. I don't even know how you would measure that. I don't I have no idea. I don't know what they're... Yeah. I don't even know what they're planning on doing. I'm just not up on that technology yet, so I don't know... I don't know what they're up to with, with, with that. The player, does it start fast? Remember Blu-ray players? It starts very fast. Oh, it does? Yeah, it starts very fast. Uh, discs, do oh. they look different than so, Blu-rays? So, yeah, I, I, watched the, I watched Watchmen. I mean, the physical discs. I oh, well, yeah, they, they, they look like a Blu-ray. Okay. Yeah, they, they look go. like a Blu-ray. So, Watchmen. I, I watched Watchmen, which came out in six, 2006. Uh-uh. Yeah, three. Oh, no, 2009. March 6, 2009, because it was 369. That's right, that's right. I remember. And, yeah. yeah. Right. So that looks just a little better than the Blu-ray disc. Oh, is that true? Just a little better. What's up with that? Uh, I don't know that it could have been... Something with Zach's films have like this... Green. We talk about it. It's like, it's like something, it's like a palette that he uses. Yeah. Um, it's, it's high... De- it looks great. It looks like a living comic book. I don't know. It's, you know. Yeah, but it still has He's got something going on with layer that. of. Um, he plays around. He's got he people does. that play around. Yeah. He's got these really cool things he does. I mean, everything he does is. It's not a Kub- It's not a Kubrick film. It's no, a, no. Kubrick's. Talk, it's, it's a different artwork. You know, it's yeah, a different it's like method. Different... It's a different method that he uses with his. Uh, it's digital, too. I think he shoots a lot of digital and maybe the. But I don't know. I wonder why this doesn't look as good. It's Tran- not that it doesn't it look transfer good. It, 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 it looks like um, the same or not much different. You know, how you watch Stranger Things and you feel like you're watching an 80s show. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Okay, whatever they did to the picture to make it feel like you're looking at an old, you know, yeah, Zack 19- Snyder does something to his films that make it look different. Yeah, you're not uh, looking at a, totally a vibrant, like not vibrant. You're not looking at a um. Well, vibrant, definitely. You're I'm not. To, it's desaturated. Well, definitely. But, but then you have Doctor Manhattan who's glowing off the screen. You know, he's, oh, that was yeah, a, just, oh, that, that was beautiful. Oh my God. There's so many scenes with him. Oh, that, that, that film, those, I don't even, those I mean, like I could talk about that film forever. Yeah. They're like photographs. Those, so I watched of those shots are so beautiful. And I watched the ultimate cut, which is, I think it's like over three, over three hours long. Okay. Yeah. So I watched that on the 4k and like I said, it looked better than the Blu-ray, but it wasn't like the Revenant. Which is a new film that okay. was shot with natural light, and it that movie looked like I was like sitting on the ledge of a window watching it really happen in front of me. It was really can that's you, what can, the 4K looked like. Well, it was, can you compare it to the Blu-ray of it? Did you? I not, could. I do own the Blu-ray. Actually, I bought the Blu-ray first. Did you open that? Did you watch it? I don't remember. No, I don't no, think wait. You did. I don't think I did. I don't think you watched it. No, I don't think I did watch that version. Because then when I was like, oh, I had it there. I was going to you know, put it aside for the right time to watch it again. Okay. Because I had seen it in the theater twice already. I knew you had seen it a lot. And <laughs> I you saw it, yeah, because the second Didn't time Didn't you I, grab the, blue, the UHD first? I, ha- I, ha- I own the UHD. <laughs> oh, that's right. I have, remember? That's right. I, I bought that instead of buying the Blu-ray. Because yeah, it came with the Blu-ray. Because it came with the Blu-ray. It has the Blu-ray. Right, yeah. right, right. right. You so were that's like, what happened, it. yeah. That's I should have known that was the beginning. Yeah. It wouldn't be long after oh, that. Oh, God, I had it already. You had it already. And so so this looks like like nuts. Oh, 
this looks nuts. Yeah, so this is beautiful. You're like, looking into so Leo's clear. eye. Can you see the moisture in on the, his eye? Uh, uh, that's funny you said that because yeah. the menu has a live action scene of Leo kind of like hanging over the tundra, looking out into the wild. And every once in a while, he'll turn his head to the right, and you could, you just, it's like he's right there. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like you want to touch his face, like holy shit, Leo's right here, and you could see everything on his face. I mean, stubble, like skin, yeah. pores, everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So you know, overall, it's. It, what about the wide-angle shots and stuff? Just like, oh god, remember the first time you saw that trailer for the Revenant? That even that trailer was like just you the, knew that this was going to be the special. Gunshot, you know, yeah, where he leans back oh, and fires on. the gun. He's being, he's on so the horse. Beautiful, what a beautiful shot, man! Crazy, just, man. And the look in his eye of just drive. Hey, man, we're going to do an episode. We've said this before on Leo because yeah. we love him and he's underrated. He mm-hmm. honest. I know he got his Oscar, but I just don't know how many people realize how good this guy is. And one of the classiest acceptance speeches. Ever. Yeah, I haven't even heard it, to be honest. And some guys go up there with a piece of paper and they just stand there and stutter and, you know, whatever. This guy comes out. He's a class act. He He kicked ass out there. I mean, he said what he had to say. It came from his heart because he didn't, for one second, stop. Like, he was just right there. And then he, you know, he held his head up high and walked. He finally got it. He knew he deserved it many times before that. He did. He did. He's been deserving it for years. That's the thing. He wasn't even nominated for... uh, for Titanic and Kate Winslet was, and people were like, why? It's and crazy. It's, it was obvious why, you know, they didn't want to give it, they thought he was a pretty boy and he was getting too much press and this and that, but before that, he had done the basketball diet. This boy's life. This boy's life. Was even. amazing. Gilbert, Gilbert Grape. Gilbert Grape. So the body of work even before oh. that, Romeo and Juliet. Oh my God. Juliet. That was amazing. I defy thee, stars. Oh, stars are defy thee. Amazing. Just, he's just, he rocks my face off. Yeah. He's fucking great. Gasoline, high Wait, octane. The other, uh, the last disc was what? Batman versus Superman, okay. Dawn of Justice. Director's and, cut. Yes. 3D. Well, no, 4K Blu-rays do not come in 3D. Oh, you said that. Yes. And the extended cut of Batman vs. Superman not is in, not in uh, 3D. So did that nope. kill you? It did because the TV I was is all 3D. set to watch it. The first time I watched it, actually, I watched it in the living room. I have an LG 3D TV and I put it on okay. and I was like, where's the 3D? Where's oh, the 3D? And I found out that the ultimate cut was not in 3D. You knew it. So like, I had oh. to make a decision that night whether I was going to watch the ultimate cut for the first time or enjoy the film in 3D at home on this TV, this other TV, which also has a great 3D. But I'm so, such a fan of this this 3D technology on these are. TVs. You're it huge really, on it, yeah. You know, it's, it bring, it's in depth, you know. It's not just, it's not, it's none of that popping out at you stuff that really matters. It's like the depth of what you're seeing. Yeah, sure. Like it, the that, added dimension. You know that of, movie you love, The Fall? Oh my God. You yeah. know Tarzan Singh and he did of that course. movie Immortals or The Immortal? I never saw Immortals. That's Henry Cavill. Yes. Though. It's, right. It's such a, it's deep. Like when you watch the film, you have this sense of depth of what okay. you're seeing. So it brings to life that time period. That's what's cool about it. You know, uh, you're there. It brings you, and it's such high definition because 3D is not a negative on a TV, and that's something that happened. That uh, they're not making 3D TVs yep, anymore. You were saying, and um, uh, LG will continue to make 3D TVs, but not, but Samsung is not. So, but Samsung compared to LG, 
you watched did you so you did not watch uh the Batman Ultimate Cut that night you're talking about on the LG. No, but I've watched this Batman versus Superman um 3D on both TVs. Okay. In 3D on both TVs. The Tell theatrical. Me. Difference. The, so the Sam, the new Samsung one has sharper edges on on the on the three D. Okay. So LG once in a while you'll see like a little bit of a lag, okay. like a little bit of like a double, but just not often like a shadow, a glimmer of a shadow. Okay. Not perfect. No, it's not perfect. Okay. So the Samsung uh, is the tight. Ultra, yeah, it's pretty tight. It is. Yeah, it's tight. How did the picture look? The picture looked gorgeous. That now, looked gorgeous. This is UHD. Yeah. Now, was the ultimate cut in, in 4K? Yes. How'd that look? It looked excellent. That's the one I watched. That's the one I watched of that. That should have been the cut. Yeah. So, all right. And what about your Pioneer uh, amp? What, what's up with that? It's got, it has a lot of power. Tell, it yeah. has a lot of fucking power. What is it, what is it to I, code? You already I told gotta me I got to be honest. Most. I got to turn my, my uh, subwoofer down because I did that system that they have where they do the sound for the room. Oh, I'm so jealous. And it was, it was too much, man. It was too much. Shit's falling off shelves and vibrate. Like, it's just too much. I got to turn that shit down. Oh, I'm sorry for you. Well... If I had but this your room, speakers I are insane. If I, if I had this room, I wouldn't. Yeah, but your speakers are insane, though. I mean, each of them puts out nuts noise. It like, sounds nice. Yeah, yeah, those those sound nice. Yeah. Oh, they have to sound amazing. That's the way you're supposed to be watching yeah. stuff. Don't you have the same speaker for everyone? All of my satellite speakers are those double-sided um, deaf techs. That's exactly They're what really you're, good speakers. That's just such an ideal way to watch a 7.1 because you have a 7.1 setup that's, like I do. Fuck yeah. Hey man, 7.1 Hello. People. But then, Atmos, are you going to go do it? Well, I guess when I have a home. You got to do it. If I'm going to be building yeah, a, a, a ceiling, put I might a as well put speakers up there, up there well. run wires. I mean, it can't be that hard, but... You know I'll wind up going, fuck, I'm going to build hole and rip holes in there now and put them in if I don't do it. <laughs> I mean, more more and more stuff is coming out in Atmos. Now, it, now do you, will your player put Atmos out into the receiver? Yes, yeah. It says it on the front of the player. Have you listened to a movie in Atmos yet? That's what they're coming, and the eight, the four uh, Ks are all in Atmos. What do you mean? The four Ks sound is not on there. DTS Master Audio. It's Dolby Atmos. If you if you look on the four K disc, the audio selection says Atmos. Are you saying Atmos. that there's no DTS on there? Um, the films that I've watched so far all have read Atmos on wow. there. Oh, home theaters are important, man. This is how we we delve into the. Uh, to the visual storytelling. I mean, really, world. there's nothing like sitting in your home in like a home theater environment, right? Focused on the film. So wait, wait it's a UH, you know? it's a UH. Nothing's like that, right? I actually, I prefer it. That's why I don't go to the theaters. Also, is that after somebody put their feet, um, two girls put their feet on my chair uh, while what? I was watching Pirates of the Episode Caribbean. Episode two, baby. I know I already we said got it. Episode I dumped two. water all over there with legs. Episode two. If you haven't heard it yet, I'm going to tell you again. I dumped water all over their legs. They followed me out of the theater. There were a couple of little girls. I was this bald big guy. They beat that you was up. a bouncer yeah, and a bartender. And they said, yo, baldy. And uh, But man, hey, don't put your fucking feet on my chair, man. Don't fucking do it. This is tech talk. What's the... With old boy and Wes there and Wes go. and old boy. Can you live with it? Live with what? Him walking around breathing the same air as you? Fuck, don't deserve to live. Uh, hey, listen. Yeah. So we got 
I got a Mad Max, right? Yeah. Oh, I got that one. I didn't watch it yet. It's got Dolby Atmos. It's shit. Got, it's got Dolby True oh, shit. HD 7.1. Look at that. And you're right. I don't see I don't see DTS. I'm telling you, dude. DTS, I don't know what have you done? Are you backing off? Remember you... when they were the shit? They, well, well, yeah. I like mean... last year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Technology changes so fast. Okay, it's so ridiculous. It's saying that the picture is 2160p, oh, ultra Jesus. high definition. Wait, it's only 2160? It says How is 4, that 4K? It says 4K UHD. Can somebody explain the mathematics of 4K to me? Because 2160, isn't that double 1080? I don't understand why it's only double. The number 2160 stands for yeah. a display resolution. We know that. But it's only which double. Which has 2160, 2160 pixels along the shortest side, which means top to bottom. Oh. So that's the 2160. The sh- while the letter P stands for a progressive scan, we know this. In a progressive image, the lines of... Uh, we know this. The only all. planned higher definition format for television is 8K UHD. What's, see? See? So, so 2160 shit. is, in fact, 4K, they are saying. <sighs> I'm so 8K. Dumb. So this is what I'm talking about. Eight, what do you want me to say? I warned you and I said, but how, what are you going to do, wait? No, I, I sold my dog to get the TV, and I, now they're going to change it to the next. Oh, I got it. I'm, it's ridiculous. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, put a picture on the uh, on the article that this uh, episode is linked to at voicesfilm.com or voices.film, whatever you prefer typing, and uh, it'll show you. Can it'll we- show you. Uh, all different types of film scans and resolutions and the difference between 4K and 1080p and then what's coming next, which is 8K. So 8K is uh, 8192 by 4608. Fucking rock and roll, baby. But then you need... I'm going to go make some tea. I'll be right back. You need a 90-inch TV. Yeah, true. You know? True. You do. Actually, you're going to need... Mostly everybody who has these... Big TVs, these yeah. nice TVs, right. they're not using it to their potential because most of them don't own a Blu-ray player. Mostly right. everybody does not put a Blu-ray on that TV, so they'll never see that resolution the way it should be. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Which Agreed. is sad. Yeah, yeah. No, it is Because you could sad. be enjoying, you know what? There needs to be more people who work for those companies trying to get people to understand this is what you could have. I mean, come on. Put it in everybody's house so they have good theaters, Dan. It's still going to go out, Karen. All right, so... We got a review. We're saying that overall on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being I love it, uh, 1 being, oh, what have I done? I'm going to shoot myself in the face. What do we think about your ultimate decision on upgrading your home theater and how happy are you with it? Zero, dude. You're, no, you're, I'm just fucking kidding. Oh. I told you nine. Why? No, I thought it was just fucking for the TV. Fucking nine. I thought it was just for the TV. Oh, the whole yo. fucking thing? Yeah, I remember. The whole fucking thing, man, is fucking 10 then, motherfucker. How about that? I get to fucking watch shit in HD 4K. That's fucking badass. So when are you going to get to see this stuff like broadcasted? Nothing? Probably never. So it's all just going to be, we're thinking, what, digital content? They're going to send you hard drives. You're going to have to download stuff off a website. This sucks. Well, it doesn't suck. It's, you know, hey, man, better to have it than not to. Better Um, have a gun and not need one than to need a gun and not have one. If he pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital. You send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. Nice. That's how you get Capone. Sean Connery, fucking untouchables. Are you ready for that? How is the um, the new Blu-ray of American Werewolf in London? Oh, 
What? Well, I, well, I'm glad you brought that up, Wes. Great. Talk wow. to me, Daddy. So uh, last night, um, I was with uh, that special person in my life, and we were watching uh, the, new. the new release of the Universal Studios restored Blu-ray of American Werewolf in London. Now, remember, this is a restored Blu-ray. This isn't a res- this isn't a 4K version of it. I did play it on my 4K Blu-ray player, which does a little upscaling. But anyway, this how is, was that? I, I'm going to get to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, what? No, no. Go. Excuse me. No, no. Go. Okay. I'm listening. Really. All right. Watch your coffee cup there. Good. All right. Fidget time. I've. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we put it on, and of course, when we get to the scene where he does the first transformation to uh, Creedence Clearwater's um, Bad Moon Rising. I see. Excellent. Oh, my God. I mean, come on. That movie is brilliant. Um, Awesome. From the beginning, it's still too heavy. When they go to the pub and that guy tells that joke about tossing the Mexican out of the plane, remember the Alamo? I remember the Alamo. Anyway, fantastic. And I got to tell you, they remastered it so well. It looks amazing. It looks like a brand new film. And the scene where he does the transformation... If you were to take a magnifying glass and just try and see a mistake on the screen, you can't see it. And it's clearer than ever. It's beautiful. Um, that's why I bought it. So it was good. It was better than good. <laughs> I was overly happy with it. You know, when you buy something and you, you you play it or you do whatever with it and you just... You weren't you're, expecting that you're kind You're in 100% of a... satisfaction. Right. I was 100% satisfied. You weren't expecting that level of satisfaction from this. Universal that... Studios, Very I applaud well you. Done. I applaud well you done. on the remastering of the John Landis classic. Yeah. American Wealth in London. And I... Fucking John Landis. I mean, he was a fucking... Look what he did with the he, werewolf transformation. I don't know that he's making films anymore. I mean... Is he dead? No. I hope he's not dead. Don't say that. He's a great guy. What? Well, I think. He went through a lot with that whole Twilight Zone thing, man. <sighs> what, what, what do you mean? Where the guy died on set? The guy is Vic Morrow, who yeah. is Jennifer Jason Lee's father. And yeah, they kept the... Uh, Wait, they Vic kept- Morrow... Vic Morrow is Jennifer Jason Lee's father. Are you fucking shitting me? Nope. And he was killed doing the Vietnam sequence. Yeah, the uh, helicopter cut his head off, right? Yeah, and the kids Jesus. killed him and the yeah. kids. And the kids weren't supposed to be working that late at night. Are you sure that was Landis's excerpt from the film? From the film, he had that was him. He did that. He did that sequence. So oh, they wow. took. He went to court, and Love that. the jury found him not guilty. And he took them all out for dinner afterwards, thanking them for 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 saving him from going to prison. Uh, I mean, he was devastated by it, but it was just this horrible accident, and it was unfortunate. Yeah, I remember filmed. that. I remember when it happened. I remember when it happened, too. And, and then I've read more about it as time went on, and it was a really dark... It was a really dark time. He's, his films changed after that. I mean, I'm sure it changed him. Um, what, was your, what did you think of the Twilight Zone movie, by the way? Just out of curiosity. Mm. Are you a fan? I am a fan of the Twilight Zone movie. John Lithgow was amazing. Yeah. The kid Anthony, uh, uh, you know, that could have anything done. It was, was great. There was Fantastic. A, a lot of good stars in there. I thought Vic Morrow's part was great. Um, 
you know, the racism and the, oh, it was just tense. That and, was such a fantastic film. Yeah. And then that kick, was such a kick fantastic the, film. Kick the curb, uh, kick the, kick the can, uh, kick, kick the, the can. can, the Steven Spielberg entry. There was Joe Dante, Steven Spielberg, um, John Landis, and who am I forgetting? John Landis, Steven Spielberg, Joe Dante, and there was one oh. other. Toby Hooper, maybe. I probably oh not. god Am I right on no that? it no. was um I forget the I forget the holy last. shit it was it's a big guy George Miller George Miller is the other guy and what Mad one did Max he, and which one did he do did he do the one with the kid holy shit yes he, he did the wait, one wait, with the let's kid let's see let's see let's see um let me look that up really quick. <laughs> Wow, how fucking cool is that? Yeah, I love him. It makes sense. It He's makes fucking sense. nuts, He's dude. incredible. He's George Miller. Yeah, the crazy part about George Miller is that his Mad Max Fury Road... I remember a time of chaos. Right. Yeah. ...was just a little bit tougher than Happy Feet, um, which is what he, drew, what he also directed, and Babe, Pig in the City. Never saw Babe, Pig in the City, but I did see The Road Warrior 7,000 times, and I love it. So good. So good. Well, so let's go on to yeah, movies that you've seen. Oh. Talk to me about The Girl on the Train, and I was thinking maybe you and I will do a little swap-a-roo oh, yeah. here. You know, You do one, I do one, you do one, I sure, do one, you do sure. one, I do one, you do one, I do one, and then uh, Girl on the Train. And so on and so forth. You got it. And, and she tells two friends. That's it. And she tells two friends, and then she tells two friends, and the next thing you know, it's anarchy. Let me ask you a question. I don't know what movie that's from, so I made up the rest of the dialogue. Listen. It'll be anarchy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If he gets up, it'll, <laughs> we'll all, get it'll up. all get up. Breakfast it'll be club. Anarchy. That's it. Bender. Nelson. Judd. That's it. Stupid. Worthless. All right, so. Ugly. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Anything you want. All right. Are you familiar at all with the girl on the train? Uh, Anything. Emily Blunt I am familiar with, yeah. Okay, okay. So... When you think of this movie, does it make you think of another movie? I don't think of this movie, but I Okay, do... if you had to think of this movie, what what's the first movie you think of besides this movie? I think the movie that I would I would draw a parallel between The Girl on the Train and and something else with would be because I read a review uh, oh, the oh, top okay. of a review the no, last No, I was trying to see something else. That but... said Gone Girl. Yes. Wow, and that's funny a... that you said that yeah. because <laughs> Going well, going to I'm see just... this movie before I even went to, before I even went to see the film. Okay, I was thinking about Gone Girl and I didn't know why. I, it's I guess because it was a it was a big time book. A bunch of people read it, you know, and has the word girl in it, and you have uh, <laughs> no seriously. I, I mean, it might be like something some kind of making you weird think, connection to but it. But something was making you think of right, Gone Girl, right? So then I go to see this movie, and is it Gone Girl? Well, I'm. It, you know, Gone Girl's directed by David Fincher. Oh, baby, I know. I mean, when you see Gone Girl, it has it has such it has style, it has story. It's got Fincher. It's, it's Fincher. You feel that, it. He's definitely earned the Fincher esque right title. Right, the uh, to be character to have film characterized as Fincher esque. Exactly, it's like film noir. He's so got that's his why own I like genre, Fincher esque. Filmmaking now, right? Just like Kubrick esque and Spielberg esque, yes. Hitchcock esque. So this guy Tate Taylor directed The Girl on the Train. He did a couple of good films. I mean, the guy is no, the guy is no slubber. So I go. Emily Blunt has been underwhelming me lately. I want to at least say that. 
She's been, she's just being oversaturated, you know? And that whole, uh, what was that Sicario nonsense? I disagree. That sucked. <laughs> no, that movie was fucking amazing. I know you love that movie. That movie was amazing. That fucking thing but is amazing. I think the last thing I saw her in, which was recent, I didn't know she would be in it. The movie starts, starts running, and then I'm like, oh, Emily Blunt, again. And it's just like, give, give some people a chance. Give peace a chance, man. You know, in TV. I disagree. If we go down the line of movies that she was in recently, it wasn't that many. What was the one? Go um, fuck yourself. The Huntsman, Winter's War. That no, was stupid. Are you kidding? I wouldn't well, watch that. Well, look, it's just nah, not our nah, taste, nah. but I, I don't know. Did you see it? No, I saw the first one. I know, so did I. Like I. The Snow first White. One. I liked it too. But, but I love I, Kristen Stewart. I love Kristen Stewart. Yeah, she is awesome. I gotta be honest, she went, banged out that director, and she was kicked out of the uh, franchise. What so. are you talking about? Her and the director had an affair. Remember, oh, she had to, shit, she had to right. apologize to. Uh, right, you know, don't hang this girl's vampire. dirty laundry out. I love her. Well, we're not talking bad about you. I'm ignoring him. <laughs> all right. Anyway, getting anyway, back to the girl right. on the train. Tell me, go, and go. Okay, so it's not Gone Girl. In case anybody's going to the theater, going, oh, fucking Gone Girl. That's right. what I did. I was like, oh, Gone Girl. I don't know why. It wasn't Gone Girl. It was a. Movie made for adults, which is cool, because there's not enough of, I don't mean triple X rated films when I say adult films, I mean films that are enjoyable for the adult audience, definitely The Girl on the Train is an enjoyable film in that that matter, in that sense of the word, you know, Um, but as far as uh, it being good, a great adaptation of a great book, I don't know that that's... You read the book? No, I just heard. Oh, okay. Everybody's talking. Everybody was talking about this book for years. So this oh, guy really? had a lot to live up to by doing this. It said it was the book that shocked the world, and I thought, oh, well, it didn't shock me because I haven't read it. Yeah, well, I can't because the movie's so new. I can't really like tell you too much about it. Okay, okay. And you, it's a thriller. Continue not being shocked by the film. Okay, it's a thriller. It is a thriller. Shit goes down. As you could see on the commercials, I didn't a girl watch go- any trailers. All right, so if anybody has seen the commercial for this film, you can tell that you can see the story unfold in the trailer. A girl, uh, Emily Blunt, witnesses a girl in a tunnel somewhere disappear, and this is the whole thing. The question is, what happened to this girl, and who is involved in it? And she is going through a very hard time. In her Emily life. Blunt did it. Well, that's what it looks like on the commercials. You know, so that's not it. I didn't say that. Oh, I'm so not, that's it. We got it, people. We got it. I'm sorry. I'm, so I'm just good at this. I actually say go see it. The girl on the train. Yeah, I say go see it. Okay. I see it's a, a, a decent night out at the film. Uh, at the one, one out of ten. What do we got? I'm seeing a 6.5. 6.5. Yeah, yeah 6.5. I, I can see that in your eyes, yeah. Well, it's very good. Yeah, I know. That pretty, was fucking good, good man. Thank That's you, like, my brother. Thank all right, you. what do you got for us? You did some TV stuff. What do you got? Oh, I did a lot of TV, TV. stuff. Yeah, let me tell you something. Tell me about your fucking TV stuff. I love it. All right, go. One of the things that is going on right now in TV land is uh, they have a new season of American Horror Story out. And for those of you that were... Uh, that were watching uh, American Crime Story, the O.J. Simp- the, the Simpson case, uh, where Cuba Gooding Jr. played O.J. Simpson phenomenally, and David Schwimmer did a great job. It was it was Sarah Paulson's 
show, man. She played Marsha Clark and she just dominated, dude. She was she she was a spot on Marsha Clark, but brought so much humanity to it. I'd never seen her act that way before. You know, these these American horror stories have gotten less and less scary as they've gone on. In my opinion, one of the best things they did was left Formiga out of out of this the series for the last couple of seasons because I just think she was sucking the life out of it and she's not that great of an actress. Vera, on the other hand, uh, did amazing work on this past season of Bates Motel as she's done since the beginning. And uh, she's amazing. She's inc- she's just incredible. Now is a new story, American Horror Story, and it's called My Renoke Nightmare. Uh, Roanoke. That's what I've said. My yeah, Roanoke Nightmare. Okay. You just it, need a little help there. That's look, okay. It doesn't mean that I'm slow because I can't pronounce Roanoke, but I feel that way. So, is it good? Is, hey, is it good? I I do think it's good. I I like what I'm seeing so far, but mind you that we're only three episodes in, so I don't truly know where it's headed. It seems like it's getting back to the basics. It's trying that what they're trying to do is bring back that that kind of scary feeling from the first season. You know, like that 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 just dominated. You do though. You miss Jessica Lang, man. Yeah, she's you amazing, know? right? Yeah. What are you gonna do without Jessica? So. But she's not there, you know. She's not in the. She's not in this the show anymore. She left the series. Uh, it was probably just taking t- way too much out of her. So this series takes place in Roanoke. Well, is it based on the Roanoke, Virginia thing that happened in real life? Why there's something that happened there? A uh, whole colony of people disappeared in the Roanoke. Oh well, they bring that up. So yes. Oh, okay. It, so this is a take on that and. They move into a house that was that was uh, being foreclosed, and they win it at a bid. Um, and that's Cuba Gooding Jr. and Sarah Paulson. They play husband and wife. When the show starts, you're not watching Sarah Paulson and Cuba Gooding Jr. talk. You're watching actress Lily Rabe from past seasons of of uh, American Horror Story, who's fantastic, and Andre Holland talk and they are speaking like they're talking on an episode of 48 hours or 60 minutes about their nightmare that they've lived through and they're taking you from step one how it all began we bought this house and there were a couple of neighbors that were there at the bidding that were trying to bid against us and we outbid them and got the house and we knew they were angry at us so when weird things started to happen we we assumed it it was them and Lily Rabe is talking about her experience. Andre Holland's talking about his experience. And then the screen flashes to the house and you see across the bottom of the screen dramatic reenactment and enter Sarah Paulson and Cuba Gooding Jr. So they are actually the dramatic reenactments, the show. That's pretty fucking cool. And it's a really good idea. Right. It's really inventive. And they go in the house and slowly, you know, they hear things, they see things, weird things are going on. Uh, enter uh, Adina Porter. She, she shows up. Now, for those of you that don't know her by name, she played the mother of Sookie's best friend. In- True Blood. True Blood, the mother, but what's who's it's the not act- her? No, it it is, and uh, and the leftovers is coming back for a final season in January. Um, <laughs> but, no, it is her. But what I'm trying to say is, what's the name of the actress who played uh, Sookie's best friend? And the- oh, the oh the. 
Yeah, you get it. Yes, the daughter. The daughter. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's Anna Paquin. No, it's not that. Tara. Tara. Oh, yeah. Rutina Wellesley. Yeah, that's oh. her. Rutina Wellesley, listen, she went to Juilliard. This girl is amazing. And in the yeah. final season of Hannibal, she, oh, was, no, 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 no. I, she I, was incredible. She played against the Red Dragon. She was a blind girl dating the Red Dragon. Oh, and, cool, cool. Oh, God, she's just cool. so I'm on good. episode two of season two. Thanks. It's act, Listen, well, that show is a masterwork, Hannibal. And Adina Porter is this fantastic actress who played her drunk and dysfunctional mother in True Blood. It turns out she is Cuba Gooding's sister. She's a cop. But she was suspended. Her badge was taken away for an infraction. She goes to stay with them at the house because, you know, she doesn't she doesn't like apparently Sarah Paulson's character that that much. But for her brother, she will go and watch over the house and be there with her. So she goes and then she she starts to experience things. She has a child kid that she has ends up disappearing they go into the woods that surround the house and all these weird things start happening in the woods like it's one of those Blair Witch things where you walk in but you can't get out you walk around in circles and you don't realize it until you're in there for hours and hours and you just get lost something about those woods makes you do crazy things and that's that's what Lily Rabe says when she's describing going in there so is it scary I didn't see Hotel American Horror Story Hotel. The last one I watched was the last one with Jessica Lange, out of principle, because Jessica Lange's a queen. And if you don't know that, you're an idiot. Or you don't watch a lot of TV. So, <laughs> But she's a queen, and it was sad that she left the series because she was doing some of the best work of her career, I thought. I mean, she was just giving it up every season, and then all of a sudden she wasn't in it. So I backed out. Apparently Lady Gaga stepped in. I still haven't seen that season, but she's in this season. And the acting I've seen her do so far is credible it's great i mean she's 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 doing it you know she's giving it up she's she's dedicated kathy bates is in is in the series also and uh remember kathy bates in that play in the fields of the lord no she was naked in it all right anyway which kathy bates are you talking about are we talking about the same one wait kathy bates was naked in a film wait a minute yes at play in the fields of the lord with tom berenger anyway no i don't remember but yeah yeah, i do know it is scary it does it does get back to the scariness of of the original season and it does give you a bit of that do you agree it's hard to be scary in this day and age it is hard to be scary, and I don't know Why that. Why do you think that it is? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I know that this, sh- I, I think that a lot of us are desensitized now, and you have to be creative, and a lot of things are regurgitated out of Hollywood. And, right. And So this feels like something fresh, you're saying, this, this, this it, show. Well, I, yeah, Ryan Murphy pushes the boundaries, and he tries to get something new out there. Uh, but I don't think any of them were ever truly that scary after the first season. I felt like they were all a little bit demented and uh, dark, but not necessarily scary like that first season was. Kathy Bates is in it, Sarah Paulson, Cuba Gooding Jr., Wes Bentley, if you guys remember him from American, American Beauty. Beauty, baby. Where and, you been, Wes? Yeah, where you been, man? And uh, Evan Peters, a uh, regular for our American Wes is Horror a good, story. strong name. So... But it's Angela Bassett that just tears shit up. Do you mean Angela Bassett? Uh, it, Angela Bassett is fantastic. <laughs> and I've been a fan for a long time, and to watch her at work here is great. Miss Bassett. 
I just feel like they have a real. I'm ignoring you. I feel like they have a real like they have a real gift having her on the show. It's yeah. great that they have her, and it's a treat to the to the audience. Is to, this to the best thing work. she's done since how Stella got her groove back? <laughs> just saying. I mean, don't knock Angela. Hell man. no, she's you fucking can't. hello. Tina Turner, baby. Dude. Wait, was that her? Yeah, that was her. Oh, Malcolm okay. X? Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought that was Denzel. When Malcolm gets shot at the end, she plays his wife. Oh, I uh, thought he was saying joker. she played Malcolm you X. You joker. She could play Malcolm X. She could do anything. Tell me about it. She rocks. So I don't know where the show is going, but so far, the three or four episodes that I've seen, I can tell you I can't wait to see next week's. Watch it. So that's bringing me to... a that's 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 making me think you know what i like what they're doing here it's new it's different they're setting up the characters now we haven't seen all the actors show up yet but yeah no i'm, I'm digging it man it, it looks it looks good so american horror story uh my roanoke did i say that right why do they keep showing the number there's a number in there isn't there or is it a question mark it's like some when they s- advertise it, it's like some symbol, right? It's like a symbol of a tree or something. Isn't that where the name, where that was inscribed on the, that the row, something was inscribed where the Roanoke people disappeared on the tree? Oh, is that true? Yeah. They bring up the disappearance, but they give a reason for it. There was a film with Ryan Phil- uh, Felipe. Is that mm-hmm. how you say his name? Or yeah, Philippi. Philippi. Felipe. Philip. I heard it's Philippe. But anyway. Way of the gun. Can't you people see that there are guns here? Okay, go ahead. There was a film um, where, with him and someone else where everybody disappeared and it had something to do with the Roanoke colony, no? No? Did it? Does it? Is that ringing a bell? I haven't seen it. The film you're talking yeah, about. I, and he, I forgot who was in it with him, but it was... Um, wasn't that long ago, actually. He did a little bit of catch. Hell no. Yep, finish what you were some, saying. Well, so my so my feeling is go for it. Watch it. Tune in. If you ever dare comment, uh, comment, man. Let us know what you think. Do you dig it? I mean, what, what are you thinking? Can you, know? you dig it? I knew that you could. I will. I only saw the season, the first season. We and talk, the first yeah. season was amazing. Yeah. First season's a masterwork. It really is. It's I tried to watch the second episode, one. which was a little bit weird. But 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 that season was a master masterwork, man. And they don't have a whole lot of the cast from back then still on, which is part good and part bad. Jessica Lang is missed, man. She's just missed. I think so. Now. I did hear about this weird movie that came out called The uh, Marsh Maiden. Uh, no, no. No, 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 no. The Foot ma- the foot Maiden. Did you see The Foot Maiden? Did you see it? The Foot Maiden. I heard it was good. I thought it was directed by the guy that did your movie, that did it's, Old Boy. No, it's not The Foot. It's The Elbow. The Elbow Maiden. The Elbow oh Maiden. Gosh. <laughs> so they so Park Chan Wook has directed a new film. Oh. It's called The Handmaiden. And <laughs> tell I, us when about you were it. Saying the foot maiden, I was really there. I was there. I'm like the foot maiden. The foot maiden. Did I make a mistake? Did I see this movie? Oh, fucking a. Tell, uh, tell us what you think, man. So what? I was born of this man. Yeah, you were. I was born of this we, man. Uh, uh, old boy wouldn't be here. If it uh, wasn't for Park Chan-wook. Of course, that's not true. He would just be called something else. I, th- I think maybe he'd be called... Well, let's not get even... Just, yeah, let's stick yeah, to our yeah, thing. let's stick to Park this. Chan. Yeah, Park Chan-wook. The Handmaiden. Park Chan's a genius. What you, are we, wait, what? have you seen... You've seen two of his films, right? Or more? I don't know. I think I you saw um, Old Boy... Oh, I, well, many times, yeah. Okay, and I think you saw Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. 
He's a dark motherfucker. That yes, fuck, right. See, I, I knew as soon as I said that I have, film, I knew I, you'd I, delve I into the darkness. More, yeah, he's dark, man. He's yeah. dark. Sympathy for the devil is just fucking. No, sympathy. No, sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Sympathy for the devil is awesome. No. <laughs> sympathy for Mr. Vengeance is the woman. It's the trilogy. No, that's Lady Vengeance. Is the, But that's the third one. Yeah. The one you saw with me with the guy with the green hair, the mute. You're talking about Ichi the Killer. <laughs> I get so confused about the movies you watch. I didn't see Ichi. You actually, you know, uh, I don't know that I did see. I don't know that I did see um, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Or did we watch it together? Did you make me watch it? Uh, we watched it together. Okay, we did. And Karen watched it too. You guys were tortured by this film. It was so dark. It was the one where the little girl was kidnapped. Oh no! Oh oh oh! Listen. Yeah, I don't. Think some you movies are out there to hurt people. Yeah. This is one of those movies. It just was not right, people. You know, you thought that the guy should get arrested that made it. <laughs> All right, so, but he's is he a genius? He's a genius. You watch Old Boy. Actually, they may ha- hire him to do an episode of American Horror Story. <laughs> I doubt it. That's the end of that His show. masterwork <laughs> is beyond. But anyway, I did see The Handmaiden. Tell me where you. He did. Park Chan-wook was in the city last week. He did a retrospective of all his films. Wait a minute. At the place called the Metrograph. But you've never seen Park Chan-wook. I met him. When? I met him at the uh, in Astoria at the at the Moving Image Theater. What, but when was this? This was when uh, I went to see Stoker. He did. It was his. <gasps> Nice. Park, that's, what's up? No, that's the crowd cheering for <laughs> nice. you that you've Thank met you. Park Chan-wook. Yeah, it was a wonderful thing. That's amazing. I'm yeah. happy for you. Yeah, I met a, Martin Scorsese. Let me go. tell you the story. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. He's, he's uh, pretty much a genius. And uh, Old Boy is how I was created, like I said. It was part of his Vengeance trilogy. But this new film that he did... Wait a minute. Old Boy is part of his Vengeance trilogy? It yes. is. Oh, it is? Yeah. What? It starts off Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, then comes Old Boy, and then comes Lady Vengeance. Oh. It's the Vengeance trilogy. So they have nothing to do with each other. No. <laughs> no. They do? No, they don't. Oh. They're okay. like anthologies. Anthologies, okay. And uh, not unlike American Horror Story, those characters are in the other films as different characters. Oh, the actors are. Yeah, the actors. Oh, I got you. Yeah, okay, yeah. I follow so you. It, it okay. is an, it's just like that. It's All an right. anthology like that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So talk to me. So this is his. Uh, this film that he did is a um, was made from a British book, which actually was turned into a series um, called Fingersmith. But this is this is his version. Okay. Which has the Park Chan Wook stamp of approval on it. It is unbelievable. Um, it has everything that you can imagine in the film. I mean, the it's in- a horror story. It's a or a dra- what is it's this? It's a drama. Okay. It's a romance. It's a thriller. It is odd at times, but beautifully odd and superior, superiorly shot. Like the cinematography is amazing. Like beautiful. It every shot is beautiful. Every character is to the to the point uh, extreme in its own way. At the same time, the main character. I should say the two main characters, which are female leads. Basically, the story is about a woman that is hired by this other family as a as a, uh, a handmaiden for this girl who is basically the the young lady of the house, and she lives with her uncle. But the truth is, is that the girl who's hired as the handmaiden is working cahoots with someone else who's trying to make this girl fall in love with this man. 
Okay. And they want to rob her of her dowry, of the money that she has coming to her. Okay, okay. And that's the whole plan. That's not giving anything away. It's from right. the beginning of the film. They set the they set the stage for what's happening. Okay. But what takes place in the story, you are not going to believe. That you will not expect what happens in this story to happen. Um, there's so many twists and turns. Where it goes from the yeah, initial I, setup to what it's supposed to be to... Yeah, what ends I mean, up obviously okay. they have a specific plan in mind, but right, right. nothing is what it seems. And the only thing that you can rely on are the true feelings of the main character. Okay. And that is very important because her performance is Oscar worthy. I mean, seriously, I cannot stress this enough how great this film is. And I do believe that it's going to get a release. Um, uh, yeah. I've theaters. heard a lot about it. Actually. It's coming out, um, October 21st. Uh, I saw it a, at, in, in America. You saw a special screening. I of saw it, a special it's screening. Gonna get a, it's going to get a release. Right, America. right, right. Okay. okay. So, be ready to see this film because this is what filmmaking is all about. You know those times when you're waiting for like a Martin Scorsese movie to come out or a David Fincher movie, mm-hmm. um, a Quentin Tarantino movie. You, this is what we're waiting for. We're it's, waiting for it's a an film. Experience. Exactly. Okay. We're waiting for a. It, this film is solid. Stay with it. Don't lose it. It's great. It's going to take you places you can't believe, and it's going to do things you've never seen. So everybody get like ready for Park Chan-wook. Like if he you, does it again. Yeah, if it you don't like know this director, then you have serious problems. You need to see this man's <laughs> films. You will thank me. Please, if you see the Park Chan films because of this podcast, please, I want to get an email from you that yeah. says, thank you for Reach introducing me out, to this people. fucking director because Reach he's out. amazing. Reach out. All right? What so are you doing? Reach enjoy. Out. What do you got, brother? I got something else. Uh, let's. Uh... Old boy sweating. That's what that was. <laughs> I'm just. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it, but I'm I just... sweating like full. Crazy. Full disclosure, motherfuckers. <laughs> full disclosure. Um, all right. So, oof, that got loud. Yeah. I'm what sorry. the fuck? Oh, I know what it is. Maybe because I turned it up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the next thing. Listen, this is impossible to get into really because uh, Old Boy hasn't seen it yet. So there's not a lot I can oh, say Mr. about... Oh, Mr. Robot Season 2. Correct. I can't... There's not a lot I can <sighs> say to you guys here about this except... Can't you just fuck. tell everybody to see it? Sam Esmael, you, you, you are a, a genius, a visionary genius, and, and every week it, it's just a whole different animal. I, you're... Okay, Lost, for example. You're watching Lost, and the audience is formulating ideas about where the show's going during the during its run, and you're wondering where it's going to end up, and they're coming up with theories and this and that, and it turns out at the end of this show, which is really, it was magnificent, it just ended awful, like, like, like is the fate of many great television shows. This series... Well, my point with Lost is that it seemed like they took the best theory from the fans because the internet was booming at that time and and social media started to come alive. I can't believe you're talking about that. You're talking about Lost? 
I'm trying to make a point yeah, here. Yeah, okay, and go the on. The point is is that the news groups and the and the chatter rooms or wherever the hell people went to go talk about this stuff, the writers were keeping an eye on this and they saw the theories coming up and they would talk they would talk about it. And it's like they took the 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 theory that came up the most that they liked the best and that became the end of Lost, right? So what what am what's the point I'm trying to make? They didn't have an ending. They started the show, but they didn't know where it was going to go. They knew the final shot would be on Jack because the first shot's on Jack. But they didn't know where the story was going to go ultimately. And I, I don't, eh, I don't, I don't love that. You know why Game of Thrones is working as well as it is? It's because they're working off of a manuscript. They're working off of a body of work. You know, the story yeah, has Yeah, but that's direction. not completed either, though. It's not completed either, but it will be completed, and he does have an idea where it's going <laughs> to end, you it's know? The same th- it's the same thing, though. There really is no ending yet. Well, there's nothing yet, but <laughs> he did in a really... It's almost disturbing to hear it, but I heard that George R. R. Martin gave HBO his uh, outlines for what the final two books will be so that this way, if something God forbid happens to him during the course of the show, they're investing a lot of money. They need to know how to end it, you know? So he did tell them where he was planning on ending it and how he was planning on doing it. I believe this is, this is what I heard, which sounds pretty, sounds pretty true to me. Um, this series, Mr. Robot knows exactly what it just, you know, just like a great a great series uh, out there, or a great a great film uh, series that you would watch, it has a good beginning, a middle, and an end. You watch the Matrix trilogy, you know that 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 they came up with the first film, it did great, so they came up with two more. This is not what you're feeling when you're watching this. Every episode, it depends on the episode before it, and then every new episode is is just more of this complex story. Season one was incredible with Rami Malek playing uh, Elliot Anderson and just his, just his presence alone uh, gives levity to the show. Then Christian Slater playing, playing the role that he's playing. I'm not allowed to say it. Um, He's he's in he's amazing. Also, uh, Portia Doubleday does fantastic work. Martin Wallstrom plays Tyrell Wellick. He's 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 great in the show. Carly Shaquin plays hey. Darlene Anderson, and that's Elliot's sister. Right. Um, although you don't know that until the eighth or seventh episode of season one. <laughs> you mean the one I'm up to? Thanks. Yeah. So Fuck. you get to start watching. This is a great this is a great show. Um, the se- season one won the. Uh, one for the following. It Just got a, don't tell us who they are. I got a golden I globe mean, for you know, the... Fuck you, dude. I didn't see this shit yet. Um, well, I'm telling you names of characters. Jesus Christ, you said it's his sister, but you don't find that out until the fucking eighth episode. I'm never going to forget that. Let me tell you something. All right. I didn't tell you something, and I can tell you right now. Did you? You want me to tell you? If you tell me, I'm going to be very upset. I know you are, so yeah. I'm not, not going to do it. The show's fucking great. Okay, listen. Season one won the following awards, okay? It got... The Golden Globe for the best new series drama. Nice. It won the, at the Writers Guild best new series, Critics Choice for TV best drama series. Nice. It was nominated for an Emmy for outstanding drama series and outstanding writing, but it didn't win the Emmy. So basically, basically, it, w- it was it was the standout breakout series of last year. You cannot trust 
the narrator. What's beautiful is that he speaks to you when he's talking and he's giving the narration. He's talking directly to the audience. He says, hello, friend. That's how he describes you. Hello, friend. Here we are again, you know. Hello, friend, the silent observer. Just, just brilliant. And the acting's brilliant. And Christian Slater, ah, what a return to form for him. So uh, the second the second season of Mr. Robot, which I didn't know if it was going to be possible or not, it absolutely it, it absolutely topped the first. It's only, but it's impossible to say that. It's like Thrones. It's like it. It's just a great addition to the. It, the story is maturing and it's moving forward. And where it leaves you at the end, you're like, what the fuck? Like, where is this going? Like, what 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 is happening here? So, bravo, Sam Esmael to Mr. Robot, and it's 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 absolutely the best thing that I've seen on TV in the last year or two. I mean absolutely the best thing and uh it's definitely got the momentum of breaking bad man so basically i saw another uh of course another korean film because i'm obsessed with korean films and uh they're great okay they're great yeah they are and um kim ji-woon who directed uh i saw the devil which was a fantastic film um along with that's uh, what i saw the also. good the bad and the weird which um he doesn't you know, none of people have seen this film. Uh, I don't think people have seen Korean films in general. The uh, class of filmmaking is just top. So anyway, The Age of Shadows is the first American-produced um, Korean film. Warner Brothers is distributing it and is also going to be offering it up to the uh, Academy for consideration of uh, foreign film, best uh, best foreign film in the Academy Awards. So we'll okay. see what happens. Um, two, actually, one of my favorite actors... Um, Sung Kang Oh, who is, I, I don't even know how to describe him as an actor uh, from Korea, but do I know him? You definitely know this guy. Okay. Um, did you see the host? No. Um, did but you? Yeah. You talked about it in detail. Okay. He was also. Did you see Snowpiercer? He was in Snowpiercer. Yes, I did. I did. So okay, that's where you might know him from. But he is. I can't. I mean, I can't. I can't. It's unfortunate that if I start naming films, it's not going to make a difference to anybody who's listening. But you love um, this unless, character. Yeah, I mean, he in in 2015 he made The Throne, which is an amazing film about one of the emperors of uh, of the Joseon dynasty um, in Korea. Um, then he also did The Face Reader, and that was in 2013. He did The Attorney in 2013, which was another fantastic film. These are American movies. No, these are all. Oh, okay. Korean films. You're giving me the American titles. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, it's it's unbelievable how many great films he's been in. Once you, uh, what what would be a great thing is for somebody to discover him as an actor and start looking up his his body of work. Right. Um. So his name is Sang Kang Oh, um, and he's in the new Age of Shadows film, which was is directed by Kim Ji Woon, who was who I was talking about before, who directed The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, and uh, I Saw the Devil, and A Bittersweet Life. If anybody is into Korean film, they know those films are tops. I Saw the Devil has uh, Old Boy. Yes, Choi yeah. Min-sik is in it. Yes, he yeah. plays a serial killer in it. It's cr it's a crazy... It is crazy, a crazy... It's a crazy, crazy ride. fucking movie, man. Yeah, it is... Um, so this particular film takes place in the 1920s, and it's ba it basically, I don't want to tell you too much of the film. I just want to tell you um, how great a film it is. I'll put you in the setting of the film. It's 19, it takes place in the 1920s, 
and um, Korea is being occupied by Japan, and basic and there are some obviously some people that the Japanese have adopted to their to their group so that they can help keep control of the Korean people. And Song Kang Ho plays that guy, so like a sympathizer to the Japanese, and he's he's. Dis- disregarded by his people who are secretly rising up as rebels here and there and that's what the story is about the infiltration of trying to stop the rebels uh the japanese trying to stop the rebels from trying to take the japanese out of rule and that's what this film is about but there, like i was explaining to a friend of mine there are sequences in the film that are flawless there's a sequence on a train that if you Anybody sees it. Anybody who knows anything about film watches this sequence. They will see the class of filmmaking that this this movie brings. You know, it is a fantastic film. It had me going to the very end. Um, it's exciting. It's it's got so much going for it. So if you get a chance, see Warner Brothers release of it's a Korean in Ameri- film. It's in America. I did see it in a theater. I saw it at the uh, College Point Movie Theater in New York. Um, okay, they have. They play some Korean films along with Bay Terrace and Bayside Queens. Okay. So, but I did see that's where I saw it. It's two hours and twenty minutes long. It's an action drama thriller and it kicks ass. Uh, the Age of Shadows. The Check Age it out. Age of Shadows. Check it out. All right, uh, you got to say uh, one thing here. Halt and Catch Fire is a very underrated AMC show that's been on for three seasons now, and it is just by far. It's just so rock and roll. Stars Lee Pace, uh, Scoot McNary, McAnese Davis as Cameron, and uh, Kelly Bechet. Along with this season, you've got a couple of extras. You have Matthew Lillard, who I love, and Annabelle Gish. Annabeth Gish uh, is, in, is in this season. It takes place in the early 80s in season one, and they are trying to build, they being uh, Scoot McNary and uh, the fantastic Lee Pace, they meet up, and they, uh, Scoot McNeary plays Gordon Clark, and Gordon is a brilliant software designer, and and Joe McMillan is a uh, is who Lee plays who Lee Pace plays, and he's a brilliant salesman who comes comes out of IBM, who is trying to make a name for himself instead of living off of his father's his father's reputation, and they meet. Cameron Howe, who is played by, again, McAnese Davis, who does a fantastic job. She is this brilliant and beautiful designer with with a visionary ideas about where the computer world will go. But again, we're talking about 1982. You know, Atari is out at that point. <laughs> and what they're, what they're thinking about, what they're toying with are computers that will speak to you when you turn them on like the Macs are doing now and like the, the Windows machines are doing now and they see the future of all this. We go through season one. They don't like Joe. They don't like Lee Pace by the end of it. They think he's a salesman and they're the creative force. So by season two, Cameron starts her own company called Mutiny and it's a startup company and it eventually gets a pretty big, pretty big following. They go online and online at that point is a very underground thing. And they start to do chat rooms and online gaming at the very beginning of it. Is any of this true? No. So it's just one of those alternate 
uh, reality things like like Mad Men was, you know, where they have the Mad Men guys coming up with the ads for Coke and for Lucky Strike, which obviously other advertising companies had come up with. The, these guys are working in tandem with what's going on in the industry at that time. They're referencing Microsoft. They're referencing Apple. They're, they're you know, we're seeing those computers come up and and out into the industry. And these guys are trying to come up with the next technology. Joe McMillan tries to churn his ways. Lee Pace tries to change his ways in season two and do the right thing for for his friends, for Cameron and for Gordon Clark. Uh, but they don't believe that he's a good guy, so they turn their back on him. And something happens to one of his computers. So the the brilliant Gordon Clark writes a piece of antivirus software for him and gives it to him to clean up the, the problem on his computer. Joe McMillan sells that software, and he tries to tell Gordon, I've sold it, let's get together to celebrate. But Gordon decides that he and his wife, who is also a brilliant designer... And she is played by Kerry Bechet, who is, she's great also. They're all great. She, they're all great. Hey, they're all great. Hey. Hey, oh. They all, go, they all end up taking, uh, taking up Cameron's offer to take Mutiny out of Texas, where the show is based, and to bring it to Silicon Valley, where they hear things are beginning to start to cook. This is now 84. You know, you're watching Joe McMillan walk around in Miami Vice clothes, no shit, and it's awesome. It's just awesome. So he's trying to be a good guy, but they're not buying it, and when he finally sells the program that Gordon gave him, the antivirus program, uh, Gordon doesn't believe that that working with Joe is going to be prosperous for him anyway. He's So he turns him down, and they all fly out and build Mutiny together, this really small company, and take it out to Silicon Valley. By the time they get there at the end of season two, we see that 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 Joe McMillan has amassed a fortune and is now a multimillionaire. He built McMillan Industries. It's an antivirus company. You have a standout performance from Toby Huss, who plays John Bosworth. What a great, what a great actor. This show, you might need to know a little bit about computers, right? You might think that. That might be why it's flying so under the radar. But this is seriously one of the best shows on television right now. Every week to week, the acting. These actors are no fucking shit. I mean, Lee Pace, another graduate of Juilliard. Uh, Scoot McNary was in the... What's the what's the Oscar-winning movie that Ben Affleck did? With Argo. Pl- Argo. He was in Argo, man. He, yep. was in Bat- he was in Batman versus Superman. He was the guy in the wheelchair that blew up. Um, <laughs> this guy's, he's just... Wally. He, you have such, you just have such tight uh, writing going on beside, behind the scenes of the show also. And there's just such a dedication. There's just such a dedication to putting out quality, a quality show here. So you're really missing out if you're not... If you're not watching this, if you're at all interested in computers, I've been an IT guy for the last 15 years now or so. So, and my dad was one, uh, he was working in the computer industry. So I've been around it and stuff. So I kind of know some of what they're talking about, but they're more on the mainframe end of things and I'm more on the end user support type of stuff. But you can, you understand where they're going and the conflicts, they're all just human conflicts and, and, uh, it's 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 wonderful how they recreate the time periods and it's from AMC. The people who give us Mad Men, the people who give us The Walking Dead, the people who give us the almighty Breaking Bad, 
It's fantastic. The so Almighty. I, I, I highly recommend Say my name. I highly recommend that you guys watch it. Yeah. That you guys give it a shot. It's it's called it's called Halt and Catch Fire. It's on its third season. I'm hoping to God there's a fourth one, man. Don't don't miss this. This is this is excellent. And one final word. Uh, before we sign off here, uh, old boy would like to play you something, but I'd like to ask you, old boy. Hey, man, what do you think about Westworld? Premiered last weekend. We were digging on it, right? Show looks great. Show looks great. Yeah, it's a little confusing right now, but I'm sure it's going to all come together. Created by Jonathan Nolan. Yeah, that's a that's a plus. right. Yep. Based on Westworld by Michael Crichton, and uh, yeah. Excellent. So we're Ed Harris playing the Yul Brenner part. Oh, Ed Harris is fantastic. J.J. Abrams uh, is executive producing. It's uh, it's an HBO production. It looks like a big deal. You got Thandie Newton in there, Anthony Hopkins, um, James Marsden, Jeffrey Wright, the always excellent Jeffrey Wright, uh, and Evan Rachel Wood. So this is something stunning. We've only seen the first episode so far, but... Definitely. Yeah, it looks great. Looks awesome. Looks looks like another epic series for... Well, they're planning on it being. Who knows where they're going to take it? But just from that first episode, man, that looks nuts. It looks awesome. Yeah, it went all out. It really did. So It got crazy at the end, too. It there did. Was that that it, hardcore scalping scene. Uh, it was just not, I mean, oh, just... Movie, it's nuts, dude. Throat slitting, whatever the hell was going on. It was oh. pretty... I was like, oh, God, Ed damn. Harris. Ed Harris. What that's, the... That's all I got to say. What the hell? Walking around with, like, a map. Uh, scalps this guy. Crazy. He scalps this android. And, I love that guy he kills. Yeah. That who was, is that guy? I don't remember. We do know yeah, who that fucking guy is. He's awesome. I don't know. He, he scares me. But Ed Harris plays Oops. the man in black, man, and he's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Like the, It's almost like the role he was born to play. Could you see him getting a Golden Globe for this? I could see him getting an award for By this. By the end of this? Oh. He's, if he keeps up on that character? If he keeps character? up with what he's doing now? I mean, he's evil as fuck but yeah. he's just ed harris so oh stand out yeah stand out so watch westworld people jonathan nolan jj abrams don't be dumb don't be dumb no i'm just kidding really just just tune in <laughs> <laughs> check it out old boy don't be dumb what did you don't be dumb there was something that fuck. was really important to you from uh from what i understand d snyder right fucking d snyder's new take on his uh we're not going to take it song. Um, What's the I got to tell that? you. So, uh, first time I heard it, it just, you just felt it. It just, for some reason, it made me think of like being an American and being American in this, you know, being free, you know, like yeah. what, what's happening to America? Like what, you know, people trying to steal our freedom for what? What the fuck do they want our freedom for? What what we don't want anything from them. What the fuck do they want from us that they want to just kill us? What the fuck? We don't want anything from you. What do you want to kill us for? What's the point of all this war? I mean, it's not long ago I listened to the original version of this song without knowing anything about this, and I listened to the lyrics of it, yeah. and I thought, you know what? It's a cool song and it's not it's not a mystery why this song became so popular. Yeah. But then you play me this a couple of weeks ago and I couldn't I just I couldn't fucking believe what I was what I was listening to. Yeah, I actually played it for somebody who never heard it. So we're going to sign off and, and she leave. almost cried. 
why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's, it's, and he sounds fantastic. D. Snyder, fucking twisted sister. I'm Wes Candela. And I'm Old Boy. And we love you guys. Thank you for listening. We're closing out with uh, D. Snyder, man. Yeah. It was great. God well, bless America. God bless America. We'll talk to you soon. Leave your mark. 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 Oh, you're so condescending. Yeah.